Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Driving value that matters on car, home and travel insurance. Now that's sound. Well now Hannah Tyrrell has joined me in studio a star forward for Dublin she won an All-Ireland medal finally this summer she was a handy soccer player in her day too and she also played rugby for Ireland and you'll see and hear her on RT at the moment giving her opinions on the Rugby World Cup but there's a lot more to her story than just her great sporting success Hannah Tyrrell good morning welcome to the studio Thank you very much for having me Thanks so much for coming in Listen tell me a bit about your own sporting path it started with soccer yeah, um, I suppose I didn't grow up in a, a very sporty family. Um, I have two older sisters who never really took up sport till little, uh, one of them really later on in life. And so a couple of my friends uh, were joining the local soccer team when I was around six or seven. Um, and just because they were doing it, uh, you know, I wanted to be involved and... I went down and joined the team. I was the only girl on the team. Um, I was absolutely useless when I first started, but I, I suppose I just loved being part of a team and I loved working really hard and, and the feeling of enjoyment I got, I suppose, um, when I was running around and I, I really fell in love with the game and it kind of went from there. Um, I've always been very competitive and um, being the only girl on the soccer team, first of all, just made me want to be the best and, and show the boys that, you know, girls can do it too and... From there, you know, I, I had to leave that team when I was about 12 or 13 just because the, the boys were getting a little bit too big and strong and fast. And because I was the only girl, I, I was the only one who had to step away and there was no other local teams nearby. So instead, I joined Round Towers in Clondalkin and tried my hand at GAA. And from there, it just um, led me down a path of playing with Dublin GAA for the next 10 years or so. And... um yeah, my career has gone on since then. But you were really talented early on because you made it onto the Dublin team underage. And for those who know you now as a forward, you were a goalkeeper back then. <laughs> yeah, so I started playing under 14 with Dublin GA, but uh, I started out as a goalkeeper and it, it came from with my club around hours that our, our team didn't have a goalkeeper so we were all going to take turns and I thought I was being really clever and in the very first game I was like I'll get my my turn of, of being a goalkeeper out of the way so I can enjoy the rest of the season but being the competitive person I am I didn't want to let anybody score and it turns out I was, I was fairly handy in goal and ended up kind of getting stuck there and um, it's not my favourite position, but I knew at the time and when I played with Dublin that I was, you know, playing a role that my team needed and, and I've always been a player who wants to help out my team and, you know, that's that's where I went. Um, and, and look, we were very successful. I, I was very lucky to be part of a team like that, but I really did want to play outfield, so I kept working away in the background and eventually got my chance years later. OK, so we've done soccer, Gaelic. <laughs> then you played rugby for Ireland for the 15s, also the 7s. Were you head on it for rugby or was it more a case of you wanting to take a break from GA and see what other sports had to offer? Um, no, look, I never planned to play rugby. Um, when I was 23, I was in, in the middle of an arts degree in college and a friend of mine who had met through Gaelic football, Sharon Lynch, um, who got married the other day, so mm. congratulations. <laughs> um, she basically mentioned to me, look, Rugby Sevens is coming into the Olympics. I think you'd be really good at it. You have all the attributes. Um, you should give it a go. And so I joined... Uh, the closest club to college for me which was Old Belvedere and, and Sharon played for that team as well so I joined there kind of on a social basis in the off season for, from GA and thought nothing of it I played a little bit for the second team and when Gaelic football came back I went back to Dublin in the January, February and 
uh, forgot about rugby for a bit and then I got a call just randomly one night a couple of months later asking did I want to come into the seven setup and from there it started off a seven year career both with the sevens and fifteens team and travelling the world representing my country playing in, in a couple of World Cups is something that you know, I never could have imagined. I never, ever thought I'd play rugby, uh, let alone to the level that I did. It's incredible. Why then did you come back to Gaelic in 2021? Um, it kind of felt like a bit of unfinished business for me, I suppose. I played with Dublin from under 14 right the way up through to senior level, um, mostly as a goalkeeper. And for me... Um, when I left for rugby in 2014, I left in the middle of the Dublin season. Um, I had been, as I mentioned before, really lucky to play in some successful teams at Dublin and won underage All-Irelands, but I'd never won a senior All-Ireland and it was one I'd really coveted. So um, my rugby career, I'd retired from sevens at that point and was focusing solely on 15s and the World Cup. But when the World Cup got postponed by a year because of COVID, mm. Um, it being an amateur sport and I was under a lot of pressure with, with work and everything um, I just felt like I, I couldn't give 100% anymore to the team and um, it was time for me to step away and an opportunity opened up to go back to Dublin um, where I was still able to you know um, work and, and do what I needed to outside of sport but go back to something that I really loved and it's been the best couple of years and I've just had such uh, an amazing time and and obviously very thankful that we we got the win this summer. Which is incredible. Tell me about your wife, Sirica. She's a footballer too, isn't she? Did you meet through sport? Yeah, so um, Sirica actually won in All-Ireland in 2010 before I did and it was the one thing that she would hold over me um, for the last number of years. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we met in 2012 through football. Again, I was playing with the Dublin second team at the time and they wanted me to play in goal and uh, I said no and they said well if you could find us a goalkeeper we'll let you play outfield and I knew of Circa um, and I basically got them to give her a call and she joined in and we just connected instantly. We were friends first for a good few years before um, we got together and yeah look we've obviously a very happy relationship and uh, it's great that we have that bond through sport. Because actually even when I just asked you and mentioned her name your face lit up. <laughs> it was beautiful to watch that. And look, those pictures of you with the Brendan Martin Cup when Dublin beat Kerry. Baby Aoife is in all those pictures. How old is she now? Uh, Aoife is uh, three months now. Um, so, yeah, it's been a whirlwind few months. Um, so she arrived in June um, and it's just been... Amazing. Tiring, but amazing. Uh, she's been very good to us and we obviously have a, a wonderful support network around us um, and, and Circa did amazing. Um, you know, and Dublin and, and the squad were, were brilliant with, you know, trying to help me in that adjustment period because she had arrived uh, during a game week, actually. Um, and yeah, to have her there in Crow Park on All-Ireland Final Day and to get the win was just really, really special and to have those memories and to get her onto the pitch was was phenomenal and you know we'll sit down in, in years to come and to be able to look back on those memories and, and just cherish it and yeah I don't think words can really do it justice yet. Now and the photographs were so beautiful and there was some confusion though wasn't it because you were holding seven week old Aoife and an All-Ireland trophy and some fans they actually thought you were de- you're a superwoman anyway. You were definitely a superwoman, though. That Circa wasn't getting the credit for actually giving birth. Yeah, um, I suppose we had a good laugh over that. To be honest, uh, I still joke that I'm a medical miracle. <laughs> you know, joking that I gave birth, but obviously, Circa gave birth, and um, 
I I didn't have to do any of that hard work. So um, yeah, look, people I suppose just got a little bit confused, and maybe there's a little bit of naivety there from people thinking that I gave birth and then was able to get back onto a pitch that quickly. <laughs> but um, no, look, it, it, that's just something that you know people probably didn't think in the heat of the moment. And um, as I said, we're able to laugh about it and joke about it now. So um, nothing really bothered us too much in that regards. And interestingly, on that, like anyone in the public eye gets a lot of negative commentary, including myself. How do you deal with negative commentary and your people who feel they have a right to comment on your life? Um, personally, I just try to ignore it somewhat. Um, yes, you often see it and there's that initial kind of sting or pang, particularly when it relates to your family and your personal life. But um, when it comes to sports and stuff like that, I tend to brush it off, um, you know. From a sporting perspective, players know when they've had a bad game and they they um, tend to recognise that maybe there are some negativity uh, coming their way. But for me, I, I just try not to let it affect me and I focus on my own game and, and try and fix the little mistakes that I've made. Um, you know, I'm very happy with who I am and what I've achieved and, and my family and everything else. So, um, you know, people who don't matter to me it doesn't affect me at all, really. And what's really interesting about you and so important, I think, for younger women in particular, you never shy away from talking about tough times you went through in your teens and 20s. You had an eating disorder. There was a period of self-harm too. Do you understand now as a 33-year-old, what drove that? Um, For me, I think it was the competitive nature that I've always had. I've always had this drive to be the best. And I started to set myself some targets from a really young age that were always unachievable and therefore I was kind of failing from the get-go and I, I tried to push myself to strive to be better but set the bar too high and um, looking back now obviously my outlook on things was very very different and my mindset was probably set more to a negative point of view um, and you know, that obviously resulted in some very negative coping method methods and, um, you know, I ended up with bulimia and self-harm and I had a really tough time in secondary school Um I had a wonderful family life and support network. I had loads of friends, but I suppose the stigma around mental health really prevented me from speaking out about it. There wasn't a lot of awareness. I didn't know an awful lot about what I was going through myself. Um, And I felt like I couldn't reach out and talk to people about it. Um, Thankfully, things have changed. You know, we're not quite there yet, but there is a lot more openness and awareness and more people speaking out and... Uh, I think nearly everybody knows somebody who's gone through some rough times. And so for me, I never um, I, I never really thought that I would end up speaking out about it. But the more I did, the better I felt myself. But also the more people came forward and, and you know, mentioned to me that it really helped them in their journey. It helped them reach out. And so that kind of gave me the impetus to, to keep doing it because I felt very alone at times. Um, when I was struggling and I didn't think that I could turn to anybody or I would have a support network Um, and so I don't want anybody else to feel that way and so you know mental health is nothing to be ashamed of we all have good days and bad days it's just to varying degrees and um, life in the world is hard enough to get through as it is without you know suffering alone through these things and there is always help out there so for me I'm just trying to play my part in that however big or small that may be and if it helps one or two people, then, you know, that's job done for me and it's enough. I think it's helped a lot of people because even when I said to some younger people I was interviewing you today, they all said, oh, what you talk about in terms of what you went through really helps a lot of younger people. And do you still go to counselling? Like, how do you manage your own mental health? 
Yeah, no, so I, I don't go to counselling uh, anymore. I feel very confident in who I am and, and how to uh, deal with some rough days that I do have. But I, I went through an awful lot um, when I was kind of in the early days of recovery. And um, for me, I suppose I just have uh, a different mindset, I suppose, to um, what I did have then. So I would have been very negative and say if I had played a match and even though we won, I would have come home and said oh, I missed a couple of tackles or I hit a couple of wides and would have forgotten about the two goals that I scored or the two tries that I scored. And uh, I always would have focused on the negatives, whereas now I come in and I can recognise that I had some really good aspects to my play and that, yes, I made some mistakes or I didn't do everything perfect, but that's life and I can fix those for the next game and focus on it. So um, I you know, particularly when I have bad days, I now have Aoife to come home to yeah. or it, before that it used to be, um, you know, communicating with, with Circa and, and my other support networks around me or taking the dogs for a walk and really simple stuff just to kind of take a deep breath and relax and, and forget about everything that's going on and just it be in the moment, I suppose. Because people often talk about when they have their first child, it does really change them. If I was to ask you with Aoife now, age three months, apart from not sleeping, she I might be a great say, baby. lack of sleep <laughs> is the very first thing that comes to mind yeah, in changing true. you. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but in other ways, does it, you just kind of mentioned it there, does it really change your perspective in terms of your life and how you, I suppose, look upon life? Yeah, I suppose that it's not just about me anymore and that I have bigger things in my in my life that, you know, I need to focus on. And a big question that I've gotten recently is around retirement, uh, you know, and I, I genuinely haven't thought about that. But having Aoife does make me want to be at home more and, and not want to miss those kind of moments and milestones. And so that will play a role in the decision that I make. But it's hard to describe the feeling when you become a, a mother for the first time. And um, yeah, my outlook is just all about her and, and giving her the best opportunity uh, for her to succeed in life and um, you know every time I think about her and I see her it, it puts a huge smile on my face I know and, I can see her um, you know it, it's just a, a really special feeling You really wanted the All-Ireland medal as well I mean what a year for you it was kind of the one that had got away has it sunk in now properly do you think and will you be back with Dublin next year? <laughs> um, no look I, I don't think it has suck it, sunk in I think it will take a couple of months, maybe even a couple of years uh, for me to, to realise that I, we did win. Um, you know, we had a, a great few days celebrating afterwards. Um, and yeah, look, it, as I said, it was amazing to have Aoife and the rest of my family there. But um, this year with Dublin has just been really special, you know, to see the growth of the team and the players coming through and everybody pulled together, all 50 uh, members of our squad and to get that performance, particularly after Kerry beating us twice already this year, um, you know, yeah, was, was a phenomenal achievement. Now, you're also very briefly, in a sentence, you're obviously doing co-commentary and punditry here in the Rugby World Cup. How do you think we'll do? Uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping we'll win. So it depends <laughs> on the game against South Africa next week. But uh, I'm hoping we be win that, get a decent quarterfinal and then can go all the way. Well, Hannah Terrell, congrats on all your success, particularly winning the All-Ireland and, of course, mainly with Aoife for you and Sarika. Thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you.